uh, destroy all humans. Destroy them now. Two. Two. Actually, not two. There no. is a two, but this is just one. Oh, this is one. Yeah, this but is, the, this the, is the, the Neo of the franchise. Very nice. It's the Xbox of the franchise. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. It's the what precedes direction. <laughs> it's the famous U2 song. They're all famous. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite U2 song? Miracle Drug. Wow. Yeah. Not one of their bigger ones. Freedom has the scent like the top of a newborn baby's head. Holy shit. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. Welcome to the Retrograde. <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde the Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am human, Ike Aaronworth. <laughs> oh, you know what? I like that one. You, I feel like you've been on a cold streak for a couple of weeks, and now you're just like, you're heating back up again. Wait, but I had a good one a couple weeks ago, okay, and go- I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I remember so you good. looking at me, and you were like... That's really good. And like just the lust in your eyes. Right. It really got like deep in my plums. <laughs> oh, my plums. my plums. I got you got you gave yourself tennis elbow patting yourself on the back so much. <laughs> hey, did you know I had bursitis recently? No. Did I tell you about that? No. Do you know I, what bursitis is? I, I I think I do. Let me explain it to you. Thank you. Um, so I think I think me just clicking my tongue into the microphone there and saying, let me explain it to you is probably the I think I should quit podcasting forever. <laughs> Your broadcasting Let me career is over. It to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, bursitis is when. So I, I don't know if I hurt my like injured it or something, but it, it, it's when you get some sort of injury on the tip of your elbow and you, you get like a fluid set. Oh, okay, yeah. On it. And it was just this weird. I looked like I had like a like a pigeon elbow okay. for a while. <laughs> a pigeon really, really elbow. Strange. Yeah. What part of the pigeon is that? Uh, it's 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 nutsack. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. No, it was it was like you know how like the wings, like it looked like a pigeon's wing, oh, okay. basically, because it had like this weird extra lump on it. So how did you get that? Did I, you hit it? It's. I think I tried it. Listen, deep dive into Mikey. <laughs> I tried a new type of push up, and it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was one where I was like parallel with the ground, and I had to push away from it. It was yeah, very it odd, was real strange, yeah. and really really hard. <laughs> Uh, and then it was either a that or I just banged it on on a wall somewhere and didn't recognize it because it still kind of hurts. But right. the sack's gone. Were you were you uh, were you trying to start a bunch of jukeboxes at diners? <laughs> I was, and then uh, I really jumped the shark on that. Oh, one. okay. Call back to a couple episodes ago. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you know that Jump the Shark came from that show? Yeah. What show is that? Like Happy Days. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That was that was honestly one of those like Malcolm Gladwell blink moments where uh, I'm like, don't think about it, just say it, and it'll come, and it came. Oh, very good. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a Malcolm Gladwell situation where he's on the flight registration at Jeffrey Epstein's Island? Is he? Yeah. Wow. I. You know what? If you he don't, just, he appeared very briefly. Blink, and you'll miss it. <laughs> yeah, it's what Tuesdays the dogs with saw. Epstein. It's what I'm the out. dogs saw on the flight logs. <laughs> Wait, it's ten thousand hours at Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> Island. <laughs> I just said Tuesdays with Epstein, but that's not Tuesdays with Maury. Uh, the yeah. Mitch Albloom. That's book? Mitch Albloom. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He, you know he's a he's a sports journalist for the like the Detroit Free Press. Really? And he he sold like one of the more lucrative books of all time. And that, by the way, book, I'm going to put in loose terms. Yeah, it's, it's 130 not, pages yeah. or something like that. It's, like it's a, a manifesto. It's a leaflet. Yeah. 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 I think Malcolm Gladwell uh, on the island, he gave those kids uh, just the tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Welcome. It's Mike. Except for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, um, destroy all humans. <laughs> destroy all humans. If their name starts with Jeffrey and ends in Epstein, <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. 100%. We now are aligned with the aliens. We are. We are. Um, the aliens, which in this uh, game were for some reason like fashioned around mm. Jack Nicholson. 
Oh. It's it's this really strange thing. And what? we're not going to get into it yet because uh, our listeners know we like to tease you a little bit with the yeah. game. You got to get you warmed up. not talk about it at <laughs> all for yeah, a solid yeah. 45 minutes. So Yo, get ready. Do you want to talk about Destroy All Humans? Perfect. We'll see you at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> at the point when most of our friends and family tell us they've stopped listening. Game over. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't talk about it at all. That's how we get you. That's always how they get us. Yeah. Andrew, what have you been doing for the past week? We we spent a solid six hours recording, and I hope you guys uh, yeah. loved our uh, the result of that, which was our Last of Us 2 spoiler cast uh-huh. that came out last Friday. Yeah. A lot of love went into that one. And, and a lot of hours just in general, playing yeah. the game, recording the episode. Um I think, you know, I hope we did a service to the game. I think I it's so. both pretty clear. I hope it's pretty clear in the episode that we both have a lot of affection for that game, the characters it's created, uh, the story it told. And I hope we did a, we did justice to it because uh, it really is a special one. And, and as video, you know, great video games come out all the time, but I don't think we're going to see another story like Last of Us for a little while. I so, think so. It's, it would be hard to because it, it is very yeah. well thought out and it's very well uh, uh, orchestrated, I think. Um, And when you think about games that have had that much effect in terms of their story, like those AAA games, which take years to make. Years. Like, when was the last one that really hit you that? Maybe Red Dead? I know you you were a huge fan. I loved Red Red Dead, Dead too. Uh, I think the story of Arthur Morgan is a a really good one. But but with that being said, it's it's a really good character inside of a crazy world, inside of Rockstar. And I think that's just different because... Uh, you know, Last of Us 2, even though it's talking about zombies and everything like that, it really made you feel like these people had lives that you cared about. Yeah. Like, you're really, you're really in the middle of it. And so, um, I don't know if there will be another game like that, uh, I don't know, for a long, long time. I'll, so, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. A lot of people are giving this game a lot of love. Uh, not Last of Us, this game I'm about to, to, to bring up. Mm. Um, uh, but I don't think this game is the game that's going to be talked about in terms of its, its story. And if anything, this game is giving me a huge profound appreciation for mm-hmm. uh what rockstar did in red dead redemption 2 okay um and their their fabrication of this this world that feels legitimately lived in yeah uh and it's ghost of tsushima yeah which i've been playing quite a bit of uh it's a very good game people are very upset with the metacritic score right now why it's what's got, the metacritic i score? think it's an 83 well, that's too low? It's too low. Itsky. Yeah. Oh. It left the Toronto Blue Jays a while to, ago. Yeah. And was injured for quite a long time. I think he's retired now. Is he really? Yeah. I he played, liked him. He played for a bit for the Yankees the next year and then retired, I think. It was oh. just, well, his body kind of failed him at a younger age. Yeah. He had some serious injury problems. Yeah. Probably because of that dumb glove he always wore. <laughs> that super <laughs> floppy glove. I don't know if that has any it's effect. It's a glove from his childhood. Um, Okay, so that's interesting you say about the Metacritic score because we're talking about Last of Us 2 and all these, uh, I would say, childish people bombing its uh, review and down to like 60-something. I think it's it's got like a 5.6 right now or something like that. Yeah, which, you know what? Metacritic, do a better job because guess what we won't take legitimate anymore? Metacritic scores. User scores because there's two different scores. There's the user score and then then the actual like critic score. Mm -hmm. Now, Ghost of Tsushima has a... Very, very high user score right now. Okay. Much higher than The Last of Us. Uh, but the the actual critic score is about an 83. And people th- are upset about that? People are so upset about <laughs> it. Because there's this weird thing about video games. There's this tribalism in video games mm. that maybe you don't see in movies or, or books or TV. because Certain movies. Certain movies, <laughs> yes. Marvel or DC Star would be Wars. an example. Star- well, no, no, no. The reason I, I bring tribalism oh, is okay. because it, it's this this feeling that they want to see other things uh, fail. I see, right? I see. Okay, Like, yeah. the people who... 
there are obviously people who can be fans of both Goats of Tsushima and Last of Us 2. But there are people who do not want The Last of Us 2 to be good. They want Ghost of Tsushima to be good. So they hope Last of Us 2 fails. That's so odd to me. You're right. Okay, I see what you're saying about the tribalism and DC or Marvel yeah. or something like that. Um, but like Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 have nothing to do with each other. Why is it one or the other? Why can't Andrew, it be they both? They have everything to do with each other. Oh, go on. They came out within weeks of each other and that's all that matters. <laughs> they want one game to be spoken about and one game only. The, I, you know what I honestly, I think some of it has to do with is the price tag associated with the games. Okay. Like to spend 80, we're from Canada, so $80 yeah. for a game um, is a big deal, especially for a lot of the quote-unquote demographic or perceived demographic of those who play video games. Yeah. You know, While the world's in a pandemic and exactly. everyone's unemployed. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, that's one of the things that I'm going to be talking about about Destroy All Humans as well. Okay. One of the reasons why I didn't play it is because mm. I was not able to buy every game that I wanted, and this one wasn't quite at that point where I would have bought it. Right. Um, that said, what I think happens in a game or in a case where there's games like Ghost of Tsushima and, and The Last of Us 2 is it's also two different styles of games. Some people who want their games to be a little bit more traditional maybe, okay. and gamey open world like the Assassin's Creed's or, or which, maybe is say Ghost Reddit, which is Ghost of Tsushima okay. or The Last of Us 2, which is a lot more challenging, I think, in terms of uh, its moral values, and it's asking a lot more of of the people who play it to be accepting of yeah. larger swaths of individuals. It's a narrative-driven game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I, I, there's not as much choice for sure. Yes. You are a, a passenger in the ride. Yes. What do we say? Observer. A, a catcher in the ride. A catcher in the ride. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. JD, observer. Yeah. Observer is the You're a JD is. Salinger. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Exactly. And you, then you quit and you don't do any more. You go and hide. Yeah, you're you a Harper Lee. You're the Bigfoot in Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> just hiding behind a cave right now. Um, you're a one-hit wonder, like yeah. a smash mouth, per se. <laughs> um, yeah, so so it's, it's interesting, though. The reason I, I brought up Ghost of Tsushima in comparison to Red Dead right. is I've been very vocal on this podcast about uh, me believing that Red Dead is overrated hmm. um, because of the gameplay. That's so weird. That's not my memory of you <laughs> saying that for like tens of hours. No, no, no. Um, but what I what I kick and scream about, I think, is the fact that I think the gameplay could be a lot better. Yeah, and it and it isn't enjoyable. And a lot of people, uh, and rightfully so, c- clearly I'm on the wrong side of this argument. Put the narrative of Red Dead above everything else. Right. And yeah. and just the open world as a concept. And the more and more I play open world games that aren't Red Dead, the more I understand where people are coming from. Like yeah. in Ghost of Tsushima, it feels like I've never been more split on whether a game is very well designed or very poorly designed. Mm. At times it feels like I'm playing one of the most gorgeous games I've ever played. And right. at other times it feels like I'm playing a reskin of and like a mid-range PlayStation 2 game. Huh. It's just the way that it kind of controls and every time you talk to an NPC in the open world, it goes to a cutscene. Oh. But like not even a good cutscene. It's just like now we're framing the way they shoot and their their facial expressions are terrible and they don't move. It's like in Knights of the Old Republic or any of those like bio... Uh, was not Bioware. Was it Bio? Yeah, Bioware. Bioware. Bioware games, where it was basically just like that's exactly what it was. You talk to someone, it cuts to a scene of just the player models standing next to each other speaking. There's very little choice except for like some random situations where it asks you, like you know, to to give a response. Right. Um. And it feels because of that, like the world is very dead. It's like there are specific people you talk to. You talk to them, and then it shows you a cutscene, and you move on. It's like just these touch points, which feels very archaic. 
and it makes something like Red Dead feel so brilliant because yeah. everyone in there feels like they have their own life. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that, and I, I agree with you. Like, while Red Dead Two definitely has its shortcomings, I think it was so far ahead of the market of open world games and people just were ready to fawn over it yeah. because they're like, holy crap, this is a story worth telling. Like, this is a really interesting story. And so when other games, you know, don't, don't do that. Actually, you know, it's funny. We're bringing, we're talking about this because it's something I didn't get to talk about on, on uh, the- Last Friday's episode for last- Last night. Friday's episode. Uh, the Last of Us was saying how with game criticism now, it's funny because, you know, think about the Oscars, right? Does the best- I think about them, Andrew, every day of my life. With the Grouch or like the Academy Awards? Uh, I was going to say the grouch, yeah. but go on about Well, Merrill's okay, so day, every I year, guess. the Academy Awards, well, maybe not this year, but the Academy Awards give out movies for achievement in the yes. cinematic arts. The The movie that wins is never the most popular movie of the year. Right. Right? It's always some kind of like dour story about, you know, smallpox and like the Oregon Trail or something like that. And it's like <laughs> awful, right? But, and, but... It's good. It's a good movie. It's just not a lot of fun to sure, watch, sure. right? Fun and and quality don't always go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're having a little bit of a reckoning with game criticism in general is that The Last of Us 2, in my mind, and you know, I understand this is incredibly subjective, is unquestionably a good game mm-hmm. because it tells a story that is so involved and detailed that I think it will stay with the observer no matter what's happening, yeah. right? But I think people are going to go like, turn around and go, that is like, and I think that's where it gets criticisms about violence and about just being revenge and dour and like really down and stuff against like, you know what? That doesn't mean, that's new to video games in a lot of sure, ways. Sure. And so I think people like paint it with this huge brush and go like, well, it's not a good game. Yeah. Look at all this. And you're like, oh, I hate this. I'd say it. That actually might mean going forward, it is a good game. See, I think, I think there's, I th- it's a very good point. I think the one thing that mm-hmm. you didn't say that, that maybe you were leading to is that fun and good are no longer the same thing. So yeah, not synonymous. Yes, yes. Yeah. because I think that there are so many moments in The Last of Us, and we talked about this last Friday, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how it keeps... I feel like The Last of Us is going to be one of the new Red Deads, because if you're yeah. new to listening <laughs> to this podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, leave us a review. Third of all, uh, please uh, let my mom know that I'm doing a good job. Really hope. Fourth of all, what took you so long? We've been doing this for like two years. Two fucking years. Jesus. You're like, you know what? I'm not listening to an episode unless it has 116 yeah. preceding it, not including bonuses. I'm a little late to the party. Hope you brought chips. Hope you brought chips uh, fashionably late, more like fashionably uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fashionably go fuck yourself. Yo, yeah. oh, which you can it. do. Yeah. If you wear just a nice looking kimono. If I wear nothing, high heels, pearls, that's it. And I fuck myself. That's, that's fashionably go fuck that's yourself. That's fashionable. 100%. Yeah. I never look hotter than that. And then that. if you get pregnant, then you'll be late as well. So. <laughs> no, yeah. Then you're fashionably late. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Um, then we told a whole story there. <laughs> Middle beginning a end. A story that everyone was asking for. <laughs> it's an American classic, much like J.D. Salinger would have wrote. <laughs> Should we retire? Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, absolutely. We're going to go We're gonna go to some farm somewhere and no <laughs> one is going to come try to interview us. That's what's going to happen. Welcome to the party. We're retiring with J.D. Salinger and we walk away <laughs> quietly with him, a very old man in high heels and pearls. <laughs> And nothing else. His nude old man ass. If you if you were a hermit, uh-huh. which could happen. Uh, d- d- honestly, honestly, kind of happened over the last few months. Every day I get closer and closer to going like, you know what? I'm just going to strip away society's wants and become a hermit. Well, what would you wear? Like, what mm. would you, what would your, like, to me. Okay. So people make fun of me a lot because I. <laughs> you didn't say for, for a lot of reasons. You for just, a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, but one of them is that I 
like on a Sunday, will yeah. wake up hungover <laughs> and dress to the nines because that helps me feel like I'm like the day is worth living. I've done. Oh, wow, it's so dark. <laughs> but I, uh, I've done this. I think I've said the story on the podcast before. But the number of times I show up on an early weekend morning record, like bringing coffee, like that early, <laughs> and you're like in a three piece suit, and I'm like, did you come from a morning gala? And you're like, no, no, no. I'm just what is after nine a.m. What am I, a farmer? Like you know. <laughs> I, I, it kills me. If I were a farmer, I'd wear a four-piece suit, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, the But the reason I bring that up is because I feel like even as a hermit, I would probably dress up a little bit. Mm. If you were, like, if you moved away to the country, would yeah. you ever put on clothes? Uh, well, no, no. The, the answer is no. I think, <laughs> you know the funny part is, you in a suit being homeless and old, you would look like 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 very old school uh, hobo. You know, like how they're in like oh, yeah. a, a tie that's kind of falling apart <laughs> yeah, in a suit yeah, yeah. and they're cooking a be- can of beans. With I'd, their be, I'd be riding the rails for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I would wear very flowy pants. Okay. Like uh, like almost like hammer pants a little bit. Okay. But like the Where col- are you going to get those? Uh, I'd fashion them. Okay. Um, fashion them late or what? <laughs> yeah, I'd fashion <laughs> them late. I'd fashionably go fuck myself. Okay. Yeah. And because uh, no one else would. And uh, I would have a bindle. I would have to have a traditional bindle. Yes. That's very important. I have to look the part. I have to dress the part. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, no one will respect me. Um, (laughs) And that's all being a hermit is about. Respect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's the hermit. Good job, sir. And I'm like, thank you, everybody. I'm filling the needs of society. Um, Yeah, that's what I would do. And then I would go find a can to live in or something like that. Oh, so you'd be a hermit crab. Oh, that's where they get that from? Yeah, yeah. They live inside a can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you know that it was, I saw this thing in, I think it was (laughs) Japan or Korea where they were designing, uh, like, 3D printing shells for hermit crabs, mm. which had run out of shells to use. Really? Yeah. That's It's nice. really cool. Yeah. And th- but then they obviously turned that leaf, and it's like, you could put your logo on these hermit shells. Oh, it's like, God damn it, guys. Can we not have any peace? What's going on? <laughs> which one's your favorite one? Mine's the Adidas hermit crab. <laughs> so anyway, go to uh, Korea and find yourself a uh, limited edition retrograde hermit crab. <laughs> Bring it home. Send it to us. We should. We should print one, a Mikey one. We should print an Andrew one, and we should race them. Ooh. And uh, I don't know. Something will happen. Andrew and race. Andrew's always bringing up race on this podcast <laughs> yeah. for some reason. We would have a race war. <laughs> Was that not what it's? Actually, that is one of my favorite things. In the first Fast and Furious, uh, they go to a... Uh, open race in the desert and it's called race no, wars no, it's not. <laughs> it's is not. It really? there's a big sign and it says race wars and is you're that like, where the guy loses his pink slip yeah he loses his, his volkswagen oh, yeah no. yeah and he drives off uh, you know and then you know if it is like it's for me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i i you gotta imagine they were like filming and there's like so much logistics there's hundreds of cars there's so many extras and that one pa is like staring up at the sign going like are you sure we want to go with this? And it's like, <laughs> shut up, Derek. Like, we have so much more to worry about. And there it is in the movie, Race Wars. Oh, man. <laughs> they should bring that back for Fate of the Furious. Uh, no, F9 is the next one. Wait, Fate came out with John Cena? Is that what that one's called? I think so. Oh, I thought it was called F9. Like the like the command on a keyboard. I, I hope they just make a circle back to do one, two, three, and then they do alt F4. That'd be <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah. And then everyone just quits the movie theater. I, I, I got it. You, of all the writing rooms I'd want to be in, it's coming up with the next Fast and Furious one because it's just like they're literally pulling words out of a hat that yeah. have been in the before and they go, fast the, is that fast the something? <laughs> and everyone's like, no. And you're like, okay, furious and. You know what's weird? 
I just something you said, and I don't know what it was, reminded okay. me that I had a dream recently where I'm starting I, to believe you don't listen to me, but yeah. No, you're yeah, at fast one, F one. Oh, I didn't say that, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, where I drove a bicycle from the <laughs> southernmost point of Canada to the northernmost point of Canada in a day. Wow, Andrew, that's can very you tell fast. Me what that dream means? <laughs> it's fast, and I was furious. <laughs> um, what does that mean? Yeah, so you're you're riding a bike very fast, very fast. I lo- first of all, I okay, I'm remembering this now. Okay, I started at my doctor's office. I got to tell you, my least favorite thing is when people explain. I know, same with me. me, same with me. But yet now we're doing it with a few hundred people. So yeah, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because something you said reminded me of it, okay. and it's bubbling up for my self conscious, okay, okay, my okay. self conscious, my subconscious, <laughs> which is a very self conscious thing. And now I'm not very very self conscious yeah. about my subconscious. Uh, um, I started at my doctor's office. My bike got stolen. I biked all the way to the northern part of Canada and then back south. Andrew, what does it mean to you? Uh, okay, so you're biking very fast, maybe like a Lance Armstrong. So maybe you're worried about mm. the doctor's results, losing a testicle oh. to bike up there, and then you're, and then because of the Lance Armstrong thing, you're worried about the people you've lied to the whole way, and that's mm. and that's powering your speed up north. That's probably exactly what pretty it is. good because I've lied to you quite often what the, about what, how much I love doing this podcast. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Just walked into that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, you uh, you mentioned last week that you're uh, you're taking kind of a break from the story driven games after yeah. after having beaten the Last of Us, and you're kind of focused on your MLBs, ah, your Overwatches, MLB. Overwatch. Um, I'm looking for more games. I I think I'd like to like sprinkle back into the Walking Simulator, and so oh, nice. what I would like to do is play the Curse of the Oberdin, which mm. you very nicely gifted me on my birthday. Yes. Uh, so I think that's going to be this week. It's a great game. I keep hearing that. I keep it is hearing a that great all game. over the place. Um, I can't wait to be, isn't he like an insurance adjuster or something like that? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange backstory. A classic video game character. The insurance you could be, adjuster. You could be, you could be a mage or yeah. a paladin or an insurance adjuster. Well, insurance adjusters are the paladins of our time. And we've uh, yeah. always known that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You grew up in an insurance adjuster family, obviously. Yeah. And so I always thought of him as a hero. <laughs> yeah, I always thought of him as a goddamn zero. Um, sorry to all the insurance adjusters who are listening to yeah. us in your uh, your office oh, right now. We can now. actively see our listeners drop in front of us. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, we love your insurance so adjusters. Oh, they're going back up again. Okay. Wow, okay, there you go. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I'm excited to play that one because I think about the, the short uh, walking simulator games, narrative-driven, you know, much like Last of Us 2, without the gameplay, um, that have really, you know, left a really big mark. An indelible, indelible one, mark, if yeah. That. Uh, I can I can see you realizing what you've just backed yourself into a corner. Yeah. You're like, I have to say indelible. Yeah. Fuck. Well, anytime that I, I you know, uh, a number doesn't come quick for my review, I'm like, it's well, tough. it's... Uh, Not easy. <laughs> yeah, and I have to walk around the circle a few times. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, th- those those games did leave a huge mark. I can remember the stories very clearly with Edith Finch and Firewatch oh, and other things like that. And so I re- and gone home. And so I really wanted kind of another experience where it's like this is a, a self contained story, and I'm really excited to kind of be interested in I, it. I gotta say, it was a very exciting time in my life mm. when you started to get into walking simulators because yeah. I had nobody in the world to talk to about a lot of things. <laughs> Prime of all of them was the fact that I loved walking simulators, and when you started to take some suggestions and say, you know, like Gone Home. This was like in the early days of our podcast as well. This so- was, and actually, speaking of, Gone Home was my first date with my player two currently. We we played a game. We One of my first dates that we had at my place, we played Gone Home together. Wow. So that's how long ago it is now, and we just 
celebrate a two year anniversary. And then did you get home? Uh, uh, my man, you know, I did. <laughs> I got, yeah. <laughs> Much like that little girl in the video game. I need to go home. Oh, no. And she's like, you are disgusting. But luckily <laughs> that depraved attitude gets me where I need to go. So, and it's been two years and, and neither of you have looked back. Yep. We've, ne- we've never had sex. Well, you've not looked back <laughs> fondly at least. No, yeah, exactly. not on any of the memories. Um, yeah, no, walking similar. And I, I just, I'm okay with games not having to be 50 hours. Yeah. You know, if there's an eight oh, hour same. game, a 10 hour game, I'd love to play that. That's same, great. Same. So, and it's kind of in that way is no different than wanting to play the Overwatch or the MLB shows or the sports games or whatever, because you can start and stop and then not think of it anymore. Well, it's much more like a movie, isn't it? Like oh, that's some, I think that's about it all comparison. the time where, yeah. where some days I get home and I've got, you know, a little bit of time to either play a game or watch a movie or watch an, a, a couple episodes. I of do TV both. I do both. It does both. It does both. Um, my eyes, my eyes go like horses. <laughs> I go side to side and I'm consuming both at the same time. Wait, isn't that chameleons? Well, horses too. Do they horses, look in different directions? Yeah, but horses can't look straight, right? Is that true? Well, I've never been a horse, but I, I well, hmm, maybe, I, maybe I've been talking wrong this whole time. <laughs> but their heads are on different, their eyes are on different sides of their head. So right. how are they looking forward? Well, the perspective would be all screwed up. fish. Okay, if anyone knows anything about horses, I'd love <laughs> to hear from you. Hang on, I'm... I feel like I'm crazy now for thinking that- Yeah, wait, fish don't look forward either, though. Yeah, they do. They do? How do they go forward otherwise? Well, they don't go side to side. They know that, and they know what back is, so the tail's pointed the right way. Yeah, they go forward. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't think their eyes are going forward. I think they can look forward. I don't think so. You don't think a horse can look forward? No. Directly, like directly in front of them? No. So you think their eyes are constantly seeing two different things at the same time? Because when they wear blinders, it's not they're blocked from the front. They're blocked from the sides. They're blocked from the side so that all they can see is forward. Yeah, if but I, put, then if you put blinders on a horse, they wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> they so would literally wait. blind no, them. No, but this is like, I think it's like a 45 degree open window of their sight like this, but not like a like straight dead ahead. I don't think there's a mammal on this planet hmm. that can see two different things with each of its eyes. Okay, wait. Oh, a mammal? Yeah. Okay, wait. You got me there. And a horse is a mammal. Yeah, horses. Well, yes, horse is a mammal. Yeah. Of all the things I don't know about horses, <laughs> that's not one of them. Are you sure? I've seen a couple of horse eggs. I'm, honestly, I'm pretty... <laughs> Andrew, can I ask you a question? Yeah. The horse eggs you saw, uh-huh. were they attached to a sack at the bottom of the horse? Yeah, yeah. And then the... Yeah. Then Andrew, you, pr- you hold the rod to release the eggs. <laughs> please tell me you didn't crack those eggs. Oh, you know I cracked those eggs. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> oh, high five. You got it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, horse egg is a special uh, specialty from where I'm from, which is, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Canada. Um, okay. If That's you what Timbits are. If Tim, you, Timbits are, are just <laughs> tiny horse eggs horse fried eggs. in dough. Well, they're pony eggs. <laughs> the donuts are the big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you know something about how animals with eyes on different sides of their body can see forward. Is there any, okay, how about this? Is there any animal that can see two different things at once? Chameleon. Is there any other animals? <laughs> I don't think so. Is there any mammals? Like you I don't asked? think there's a mammal. I don't think there's okay. a mammal. I think the the reason, why, one of the reasons why chameleons are so special, there's a lot of special things about a chameleon. Yeah. Let's list yeah, them. They change color. That's one of them. Yeah. You know what my, the other one? What's Cur- that? Curly tail. Oh, that's true. They're like little lizard Shiba Inus. They're they great. were voiced by Johnny Depp and Rango. They were all voiced, voiced by Johnny Depp. Every single, no really? one knows this. Okay, this is one of the, the things that no one talks about is that every time you see a chameleon, it's voiced by Johnny Depp. 
Now, the reason why they don't speak so often is because he doesn't have time to lend his voice to all of them. Too many court cases. Too many court cases. <laughs> yeah. He's just too busy talking about Amber Heard. <laughs> possibly abusing his partner. <laughs> or, and sh- or, or abusing, possibly it's, abusing It's very him. much a vice versa situation. I don't know. Like. That that story just bums me out, so therefore I will not follow it anymore. Yeah. Like, there is but like, my phone really believes that I want to know I, all about it. I Am I alone in that? I can't believe how much, like... That's crazy. But I also think there's a good amount of, like, unhealthy press that's being paid off to do stuff because like I got a news alert that a fan gave him flowers and hugged him outside the courtroom and I'm like well that doesn't seem like news at all that's yeah. like you know seems planted like, nonsense exactly well the, the flowers are plants oh you got me there that's true yep I the guardian man like it's <laughs> just, .co.uk yeah just the very not a not a not a newspaper no <laughs> you know not a doctor not a doctor not a newspaper absolutely absolutely um yeah it's it's uh, it's kind of an absurd situation that whole Johnny Depp thing I don't know that we're I don't know why it keeps coming up on this podcast yeah. too um we don't even like either of them <laughs> no we don't <laughs> like, and and I don't think we need to talk about Johnny Depp we should talk about not Johnny Jack Nicholson Fuck! Wow, Johnny Nicholson. <laughs> hey, Johnny Nichols, get over here. Hey, kids, I just want to have a little bit of fun. Put go, a nickel into my hand. Go Lakers. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 in the upper bowl. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so same same direct line of seating. Just, yeah, just, just fifty up, rows back. Look exactly at Jack Nicholson, yeah. and then look up as high as your eyes will take. He's you. wearing sunglasses, not even paying attention, but in the upper bowl. Now, listen. If you're a mammal, you won't be able to look at both of them at the same time. <laughs> I don't care if you're a horse; you won't be able to see both of them at the same time. But the reason we're talking about Jack Nicholson is yeah. because if you look real closely at the protagonist in Destroy All Humans, which is the game of this week, you will see a likeness very similar to that of Jack Nicholson. But is that is that because of Mars Attacks? What did what did he have to do with Mars? Oh, was he in Mars Attacks? I think he was. Was he not? I don't know. Was he? Oof. Okay, now we're just saying it back and forth, <laughs> hoping that one of us Wait, figures it was out. Was he in Mars Attacks? What? Mars Attacks the movie? I don't know. Was he in it? Mars Attacks. Is that the one where people from Mars attack Earth? Uh, it's the Tim Burton movie. I'm just not sure if Jack Nicholson was in it. Was he in it? I don't know if Jack Nicholson was in it, but I know that there's two brothers who were really good at an arcade game that were similar to the arcade game Area 51, and they kind of saved the day oh. by shooting the guns. Was the Jack Nicholas the golfer or Jack Nicholson the actor in this movie? Did you know that every single time I say one of their names, mm-hmm. I have to pause to make sure I'm not <laughs> saying the other person's name? I love the idea of like, the golden bear. You know, the actor, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> he won the 86 Masters. I would say the golden bear would be more like James Gandolfini. Oh, man. No, he's got to be blonde, right? No, he's just stay golden. Stay golden, man, James. Man, James the best. I you, can't believe we lost him before I came of age to really realize how great he was. That was the thing. When I heard he died, I was like, I don't care. And everyone was like, we really care. And I was like, really? Do we? Yeah. Do we care? And then I watched The Sopranos and I was like, oh, I think we're supposed to care. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though. Care this, about the golden bear. And that's why we said it. Golden bear. Golden bear stare. The Golden Bear Stare. <laughs> yeah, from Care Bears. Um, Stephen Colbert and Stare. Uh, Should we not talk for an hour before recording the podcast next time? We're too, we're too loose. We're too warmed up. Um, <laughs> Stephen Colbert, that's funny. Um, no, there. if you want to Google the weirdest thing of all time, there are so many. Andrew, guarantee you I've already done it. <laughs> I know, I was going to say. That is a loose term to use. That's like a broad term. But that was there, the first thing I Googled. Honestly, I'm already laughing thinking about it. This is going to be the craziest thing I've said out loud. There is a tons of photos of James Gandolfini 
and <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. What? <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, as an you know anamorphic human being in a SpongeBob costume. So there are anamorphic like, the children's yeah, anamorphs. book, the adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. stopped learning right around that book, and uh, <laughs> and there are like twelve different photos of him in different SpongeBob's. <laughs> like I don't know how he keeps. I don't know if he was like, oh, "Come here, you little bastard!" Like I want to take a photo with you, and like oh, with SpongeBob. Yeah, with SpongeBob. He's always with SpongeBob in these photos. Oh, that's so weird. It's like he lived his best life, just like having interests and going. I'm gonna find SpongeBob at this like Denny's or something. That's like Chris Hardwick just like seeking out his idols and and oogling them and over <laughs> over interviews. He's yeah. just he's like, listen, I did The Sopranos. I'm using my fame now to talk to all SpongeBob's of all walks of life. Yeah, you gotta imagine he's just texting like, "Where's the nearest SpongeBob? I will find that SpongeBob." I bet you there's an app for that now. Yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. you there is. I honestly, yes. Yeah, there's an app for that. There's there's a lot of things uh, going on right now, including a uh, pandemic that we're living through, which is mm-hmm. convenient because it was uh, Pandemic Studios that developed oh, this game, wow. uh, Destroy All Humans, published by THQ, but like I said, developed by Pandemic Studios. When you think of THQ, what do you think of? Oh, uh, WCW versus NWO. I think of all the wrestling games. A hundred percent. Yeah. I- which, unfortunately, one of the earlier podcasts that we did, also, what a fucking mess that episode was. It must have been. Guys, Okay. This is good compared to that. This is great Keep compared that in to mind. Because we made the mistake of having a guest who brought friends and then <laughs> recorded the whole episode oh, just yeah. with too many people. It was a fucking it was it was just mess. like six people yelling into a microphone while playing a wrestling game. Guys, you can find it if you go back into our uh, our oh, backlog. We should delete that episode. We we well before we delete it, go back and listen and let us know uh, how far we've come. Yeah, seriously. There. Yeah, I I I think there will be a culling every year that we pass. Like we eliminate five episodes or something like that. Hey, that, maybe that's because we did our our anniversary episode where we yeah. we inaugurated some more games into the hall of fame and and removed some from the platinum club or removed one and added another one um it was a trade it was a trade yeah and it was a worthwhile trade yeah um and maybe we'll do the same with just deleting episodes i think that's a good idea because now we are super crisp on point topical with the video game that we're talking about that's right and we never stray we never talk about things like what way animals could look at yes we're talking about (laughs) horse eggs what way could horse would it could a horse look at its own eggs if it had eyes in both directions I just like the idea that they're like, uh, did you listen to Retrograde this week? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was Destroy All Episodes. Really, was it? Because all I remember was SpongeBob, James Gandolfini, horse eggs, eyes going two different directions, Mikey's weird dressing issues. Oh, you know? man. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, this is, can you believe this podcast is free? I like, I honestly, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe this is free. You know what? I think about the things that I pay money for. Uh-huh. Food, water, What's medicine. the most embarrassing thing you pay money for? Oof. Let me go open my uh, drawer say, beside my bed. You can't say sex. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they pay me. Um, Ooh. Yeah, to leave afterwards. <laughs> um, the most embarrassing thing I've ever paid money for, I mean, there's a, 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 a bookshelf behind you that has a lot of Overwatch Funko Pops on Oh, yeah, we just it. talked that's, about that's those. one of them. Um, no, the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever bought, I was in New York with my family, uh, uh, I love that you have an answer for that. I do. Uh, we were there in uh, 2001, September 10th. Oh, go, no, no, I'm joking. no, 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 But we were there and we went to Canal Street. It yeah. was before that day. Um, and I found in there, I was a big fan of Digimon. You got to keep this in mind. Okay, of course. And on Canal Street, 
I walked into a shop and I didn't want to buy anything for some reason. My family was like, really like, what's wrong with Mikey? They're, they're often saying that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> that echoes in your ears, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I wanted to like make them feel like I wasn't feeling as, you know, existentially bankrupt as, as, <laughs> as I always am. And I was like, okay, I'll buy something. And I looked up and they had a pair of goggles. Like goggles, oh, like the main like character the main in Digimon. Character. So I bought those and it was, my family often talks about that moment as the moment they knew that I was different. Mm. Like they just knew that there was something <laughs> wrong with me and they make fun of me all the time for having bought those goggles. They were still pretty fucking cool and I used to play the Digimon video game while wearing them. So, uh, yeah. So who's laughing now, mom and dad? Ha ha ha, me! <laughs> what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever bought? You know what's funny? The first thing that I thought about was the amount of money I've spent on Smirnoff Ice oh considering I don't like Smirnoff Ice. No one around <laughs> me likes Smirnoff Ice and yet I consistently have a batch of it so that I can torture people by icing yeah. them. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners, I wonder if our listeners would have seen from our personal Instagrams the torture that you've put me through right. uh, by icing me. I've gotten very good at at at, you, at, at chugging. I was going to say you don't even blink anymore. You're like, yeah, fine. <laughs> like you're like like you're like an abused dog. Yes. Just like I guess. Here I we just go. know what it is. It's Pavlovian. I yeah. see that red cap, and I just I know where it's got to go. Nothing makes me funnier than the one we were in Nashville together, and we were at the Station Inn, which is like a very old concert hall. Uh, that has very serious oh, yeah. musicians. This is and during Cruising 2SA. This is at Cruising. Our, our road trip. Yeah, Cruising 2SA. Yeah. Oh, man, it's too bad we missed it this summer. I but, know. Um, we US had to tray, cancel all those. US tray. We had to cancel Cruising US yeah, Tray. Well, I'll be next year, I guess. And uh, we, it's like a, it was almost like a cafeteria style bar. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll get a pitcher of beer for the four of us. It'll be fine. And then they, they had on display a smeared off ice. And I'm like, oh, can I grab one of those? And can you not crack it? And like all these illegal things. And she's like, she's like, yeah, no problem. But like, we're whispering because there's musicians playing. And so like, a I very good, sad, somber, very soft good. song. And I just remember creeping over to back to the table. I'm like, here's the beer. Okay, good. How much was it? Oh, don't worry about it. And they were just like sliding a cold glass bottle over to your hand. And you're like, you're looking down like, what the hell is that? Is that Andrew's cold tongue? And I'm like, and you're like, no, it's a Smirnoff Ice. And I remember you really upset, but couldn't say anything because we're listening to his music. Just going like, and like quietly chugging it. Like you took a knee behind the chairs to chug it. I had to because, but like we started to draw attention to ourselves. We had more people looking at me chugging that Smirnoff ice than we're looking at the band. I think at that point. Yeah. Guess who wasn't happy? A 78 year old harmonica player. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what I am to you? A joke? (laughs) Yeah. Look, dude, you are, you're less important to the Smirnoff ice. than You are working at a place that serves Smirnoff ice casually. Like someone's just going to drink one. What do you expect? This is on you. (laughs) And they'll give it to us without cracking it. Like (laughs) go figure, go figure. They know what they were getting into. They always knew what they were getting into. Um, so to get back to, uh, speaking of the pandemic of icing people, uh-huh. um, and, and pandemic studios that's what started it, that's what started it. Yep. Uh, pandemic studios, obviously, uh, known, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but, uh, battlefront, the original star Wars battlefront games yeah. one and two, uh, they made mercenaries, uh, full spectrum warrior, which was, uh, an interesting, hmm. uh, foray into military games, which was like, they were pumping the fact that this was made as like a military simulator. Right. And then it kind of came out later that the military would use video games to recruit people and <laughs> you're like, that probably wasn't that cool guys yeah there's a if you want a story about that this week look into the twitch stream for the u.s military and how 
they are now banning stuff. Really? Yeah, it's an interesting story. It's oh, I didn't even see that. Dark. We may have to link to that. Uh, and uh, uh, the Saboteur was another really cool game that they did as well. Uh, but a lot of the games, like like Mercenaries, for example, uh, is is kind of very similar to what Destroy All Humans was. It's kind of this drop you in the middle of nowhere with the ability to destroy absolutely anything at your disposal. It's all about weapon selection and and running rampant. Um, the interesting thing about this game that I actually found out in doing some research on it was the thought of, I would like to make a game in order to be able to just kill everyone. Right. That was the thought. And right. then that came first, and around that thought, they figured, well, if you're an alien coming into Earth, you can do that, and it's not as morally bankrupt as, say, just like Grand Theft Auto or something mm, like that. Okay. So the the actual concept of the game came after the thought, I just want a game where we can kill everyone. Which, Jesus. It's kind of like Rampage or something like that. Yeah, sim- like, similar to it. If yeah. I'm not a human, is it okay to kill a lot of humans? That's that's a very good point. Yeah. And the answer is yes. I guess so, so. I don't consider myself human. <laughs> oh, is that that's it? Just wash your hands? of it like oh that was easy i don't even want to wash my hands anymore after it really yeah there's a lot going on right now that you think washing hands is kind of important <laughs> i don't know what, i don't know about that um the uh so the the gameplay basically actually i'll, I'll ask you before we get into sure. it andrew uh destroy all humans do you have much experience with the game i've played it several times okay that is the most i can really say about it i never owned it so it never became a huge Part of your life. Uh, yeah, part of my life, but I, I definitely, it's not it's not the most complicated game, so yeah. I definitely got the gist of it. It's not that complicated. The weird thing about this game, I am super familiar with it. Really? With number one and number two. Um, I followed the release. I followed all the, the previews. I was very excited about it. I have never played this game. Oh. Now, the reason for that is kind of like what we were talking about in The Last of Us two and goes to Tsushima argument where people only have so much money that they can spend. So they kind of get in one camp about one game versus the other. Mm -hmm. And it was that I didn't have enough money to just buy any game that I wanted to buy. Right. And we'll talk about it when we get into how this game was perceived. It was kind of like this, a really cool idea, not as well executed potentially as it could have been, Okay, but it. It, it, it did enough to garner my interest, but not enough to to initiate that sale, like for me to actually buy it. Um, and because of that, I, I was always on the peripheries. I was like maybe waiting for a used copy and it just kind of never came along. So when I see this game and I hear about this game, I am always brought back to a very specific time in my childhood, but not one that I can actually relate to having played the game. So mm. I'm actually, I'm very curious to go back to see whether or not I would have liked it back in the day and we're doing it kind of at a convenient time as well because a remake of the original uh destroy all humans actually is coming out today today so after you listen to this podcast guys maybe go out show some love and depends on the review yeah depends on the review who knows though maybe the remake is better well you're right you got to remake a decision <laughs> as to whether or not you want to buy it and look maybe you're in the same boat as i am where you just kind of like looking at the game and thinking yeah. maybe it's good enough maybe it's not i don't know um, this is kind of after the point in time when I would have rented games as well. And nowadays you can't rent games either. No. Right? I think about that so often. Do you think like the PlayStation Store should have a rental button? They 100%, like why not? Why yeah, don't they? I, I don't really get it because the iTunes Store, like where we would rent or buy most of our movies, you can rent a movie. Yeah. You rent a movie, I think it's like five ninety nine instead of a $19 movie. Yeah. And you're like, so it's like a quarter of the price just over that. I, I, why wouldn't you be able to rent a game for 48 hours? Yeah. Like non much. I, I guarantee you, you end up selling more games as a result of making doing more that. money. Making more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, like, like 
Oh, you mean selling more selling games? Selling more oh, games. Yeah? Okay. I honestly believe that. I believe that because if you, within the rental, mm-hmm. like demos, like demos used yeah. to do, have the ability yeah. to say, those commit, commit to this. Well, demos came around when rentals kind of stopped being mm-hmm. a thing and then everything kind of started going digital and demos just went away and I never understood that. But does it feel like there's less games coming out now than there used to be? Like in a weird way, like is it's kind of like movies. They're making like a third of the movies they used to make even 10 years ago. I I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No, I think I think games just take so many different forms and they have so many different uh, avenues for distribution that maybe mm. it doesn't seem as like as streamlined as it's Tuesday, go to your EB Games or GameStop yeah. and you're going to find all the new ones on the shelf. It's just a lot harder to find like is it in the Epic Game Store, is it in Steam, is it on your Switch, is it right. on your PlayStation, right, right, right. is it digital only? Like it's harder like you and I don't go to video game stores as no. often as we used to, so we're probably just not up to it as much as, as saying like, okay, it's Tuesday now. I'm going to, sh- I'm just going to run by the store and see what's new. Uh, so you just don't, you don't see it as much. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a fair point. I, I just wonder because now there seems to be a lot more like trust, like Ghost of Shiba coming out. Oh, it's a big game. Like well, I'm going to get it. I, yeah. It's, it's always, it seems like there are waves of this is the game that everyone is getting yeah, right, right now. Right, right. Um, and that's, I think obviously a lot of that comes down to how expensive games are getting. And they're talking about in the next generation, making them, like a hundred dollars, which is like, I get the argument in saying that the budgets around these games are, are getting higher and higher yep. and more people and this and that. I think all that means for me is I'm going to spend much more of my money on indie games. I think I honestly enjoy indie games much more than the AAA games that come out these days yeah. anyway. Well, so. like other than like other than games we do for this podcast, yeah. the actual amount of games I buy is actually pretty few these days. Yeah. Like, I don't buy a tremendous amount of games every year, let's sure, say. Sure, sure. I'm buying the ones that are like, can't miss. So yep. in my mind, it's like the Red Deads or the, the Last, Last of, of Us, Us or something like yeah. that. And then games that I'm loyal to. But even that, that's going down too because I just don't, I don't believe that year to year franchises are actually doing that well anymore. True. Uh, well, you, you, talked, you talked last week about how you're not buying Madden. I'm not buying Madden. That's a big one for me. And that week. actually got a pretty good response from our listeners as yeah. well who are saying the same thing. They're like, EA is not putting enough effort into their year-to-year releases and they don't want to reward them just on faith mm-hmm. in saying that, well, I need the update. I need the roster yeah. update. So, And I, I, this might be the year that I don't buy any sports games unless something like blows my doors away. Like, sure. Uh, NBA 2K is completely sold out and become like a, a my team, just a card game. Yep. Madden franchise is dead completely. Uh, NHL, whatever. And then, and then you know, MLB the show. It's like I'm not even sure there's been a huge improvement. You're just buying roster updates now. It's it's kind of it. I, I look. I've I've been saying this for a long time. Sports video games should be a subscription service. That's what that's what the future of sports franchises totally should be. Ten ten dollars totally a month, even yep. would be easier. I think than spending. $60, $80 a year. Absolutely. Um, on the new release. And I, I think, yeah. I think you, you know, maybe not $10 because if you compare that to something like Netflix, it's a little bit much, but $5 a month. $5. Why not? You're still making more on the year. Yeah. Uh, around that. And like, I, I, I do believe something fundamentally needs to change. You know, WWE has now taken a year off of doing their yearly games. And I think there's something to be said for that where they showed that like the last two games have done really well. I've done really well, done really poorly and reviewed really poorly. And there was total full of bugs and people just said, well, no, I'm good. 
Yeah. And I, I, I know that's a little tough to imagine with 2K and, uh, and Madden in North America, which do really well in FIFA worldwide. Yeah. Um, because they sell so well, but you know what? I, one of these years they're going to sell the same amount as the year before yeah. and they'll go, Oh shit, wait, something happened. The, the company that wins, whether it's EA or 2K or whomever comes, uh, uh to the playing field, uh, pun intended hey. with, with, uh, their sports franchises, the company that says, here it is, ten dollars a month for our sports games. Yep, as a package. Ooh, I, I, one hundred percent. Who is that unreasonable to ask for? I don't think so. I don't think so because because no. that means that maybe it's the only way to get access to their sports games is by paying ten dollars a month. And I think you do well mid-season opening opening of the season and stuff like that because people would be like, oh, I'm really excited for soccer to come back. I'm really excited for football to come back. Uh, oh, I, re- I want to get in. Or it's the opposite. With the off-season, you're like, I really miss my sport. Sure. I want to play this. Sure. I think there's it, it's like an all-season now yeah. activity. I think so. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think you're honest. I, th- I think that could be something. Um, but let's let's go back for a little bit and talk a little bit more about, oh, as I dropped something, who knows? I think that was a chair from my, uh, for, or, or a screw from my chair. I think so. I when think you, I'm about to fall when down. When you drop, it's going to be so fucking funny. <laughs> when this podcast drops, it's going to be so fucking hot. <laughs> um, uh, so the uh, so this game takes place in 1959. Sorry, it's Great in year. the United States. It's kind of uh, the the all the promotional ads is kind of like this Leave It to Beaver era mm-hmm. suburban Norman Rockwell kind yeah, of idealistic yeah. post war. Yeah, like like where they're very afraid of communists. Yes. So 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you control an alien named uh, Cryptosporium 137. He's of the Fearon race of alien. Mm. I'm sure you're familiar of with course. them. Of course. No, I know this. Um, the plot of this is kind of funny. There's a Cryptosporium 136. So you're all clones of one another who gets uh, shot down essentially on Earth. And right. you come in to save this guy or this clone, whomever it is. Um, but in the process, you're kind of encouraged to abduct the life forces of earth mm-hmm. steal their brain stems stems in order to help further clones of your race go forward. It's like, like a very science fiction style plot. Okay. It's kind of funny though, because uh, I don't know if I've seen this before. I'm sure it's been done in other, other sci-fi, but the initial interpretation of the human race is that cows are the, the leading, yes. like the, the smartest uh, or, or like the dominant species on earth. Cause it, I guess it looks like we're worshiping them mm-hmm. by, well, I mean, food Inc may say otherwise, but you know, yeah. I mean, we, it looks, we feed them, we brush them. We, you know, like we it, honor them by ingesting them. Yeah. They're not going to do that for us. They're definitely not going to do that. Yeah. I've tried. They Selfish refuse. Cows. They refuse. Ugh. Ugh. Or maybe, huh? Maybe this is just saying that, listen, if an alien uh, lands in the middle, middle of the United States mm-hmm. and they see a human, they're going to fucking think it was a cow. Ooh. Oh. oh, you went there. I went there, baby. See cows. Eyes facing forward. Just saying. I'm pretty sure it's similar to horses. I, I think their eyes Please, are similar. Somebody plate. write us. Please give us the answer. I'm, I don't want to do this. For I don't another think week. you want this answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you I, don't want this answer. Mikey, I've never been more confident about anything in my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I've never been more confident that, uh, I can't wait to receive the information and immediately go, well, you're wrong. I'm waiting for the information still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just exactly, completely exactly. out of hand. Well, in this era, you can do that. Oh, you can. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, the, the tone of this game is something that, that appealed to me as well, even okay. back when I was a kid. Cause it's kind of taking that whole, 
you know, that theme of, of that Norman Rockwell era United States yeah. where even with a alien species bringing havoc, abducting people, destroying everything, you're also privy to the way that the United States government tries to cover it up uh-huh. and essentially like explain it away or blame it on communism. Like those are the two uh, things okay. that it does. So the, the whole, like this is very, it, there's a very big B movie aesthetic to this movie, but also very tongue in cheek, like very self-aware of how absurd it is. Mm-hmm. And that style of game is what kind of drew me in to the the premise of it it also it was the kind of game that only or or more often was experienced in the era that it came out i believe i mentioned it came out in 2005 where like the prime objective of games back then it was essentially just to have fun right there were a lot fewer games that were story centric and it was more just like here's a playground go have some fun with it. And the more you could do to just kind of enjoy yourself, that's mm-hmm. kind of what video games were back then. Yeah. Like people forget Bioshock came out in, I believe 2007. And that was one of the first games where people were like, this video games can be art. Like yeah. it really pushed the medium of storytelling in a way. Yeah. So this game was before that. And, and I think there, I think Bioshock was a big before and after moment in video games. Yeah, I would agree with you. But the problem is, is 2005 is an era of video games where, controls and camera and and mechanics weren't that great <laughs> like when we go back to play games from 2005 it's a dark period it's a dark period yeah it's yeah. dark ages so. so so i love the idea of a game that i can just go and it's popcorny you know it's a it's a movie or sorry video game based on b movies yeah and b movies are just supposed to be fun so maybe this will just be fun but have the mechanics aged in a way that's going to make that almost impossible yeah, I really, I, oh man, I don't know. I wonder because there are so many great games we go back and review and it's just, it's brutal that it was of the time where they were trying new stuff Yeah, and it just gets punished for it left and right. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that's going to be one of these games today. It could be because there, there is Destroy All Humans too. And, and I'm sure like this, this also. franchise, there's Destroy All Humans as well. Yeah. You know, you come to earth. You enjoy the scenery, you worship the cows, and you destroy all humans as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty simple. I think it's all you need to know. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, so the the uh, the weapons in this game ha- were, were part of the appeal, okay. the creativeness of the weapons. Uh, you can fly around uh, in a flying saucer. That was like, they were you know, flying around in the saucer and then on foot as crypto. Um, so you have the death ray in the flying saucer, the abductor, the tractor beam, a nuclear weapon, and a sonic boom. So like there's enough of variety in there. And you could, I remember seeing the videos, you could essentially like destroy like level buildings and oh, houses okay. and all that. Um, abduct people, perform your experiments. And then when you're on foot, you've got a zap gun. You've got a, uh, a disintegrator ray, an ion detonator. And this was like, this was a, a minor obsession in like the early 2000s. An anal probe. Yeah. Anal probes, the idea of that was so prominent in pop culture. And like, I feel like Drop the Soap was a bigger thing around then. Yeah, yeah. Bots in general were like- yeah, Weird gay panic jokes people yes. like were obsessed with. And 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 just like that, it's almost like we were in that like Freudian anal phase. Yeah. Like, you know, the, and, and, and I wonder if that is, is that why millennials eat so much ass these days? I think so. We're just ass obsessed. I think we're just ass obsessed. I do love, there is a Simpsons joke about like, we are at the limits of what anal probing can teach us. Like, like you got to imagine, like there's always <laughs> yeah. so much you can get from it. Then again, during the pandemic, I'm just thinking like, Man, it'd be great to be abducted because I'm desperate for an anal probe. You know what I mean? Like, I'm desperate for that touch. At least you live with someone else. Yeah, that's true. I, I want so- the aliens to team team up on me with, with my partner. <laughs> Sometimes I like, I, I like 
go to scratch my own back mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, that is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your leg starts kicking out like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I just make my hand go numb and just scratch my back. Oh, I'm the like, stranger. Uh, the stranger, the stranger. Because <laughs> masturbation has gotten very boring. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll obviously explore all the different weapons and, and the gameplay in this game. Can't wait. Um, it seems like just more of a rip-roaring adventure through the 1959s. <laughs> uh, uh, just kind of exploring as an alien. Why not? I'm, I'm excited to give that a shot. I think it's obviously very timely that we're playing a game from the developer pandemic. Um, and I think, I think, uh, before we get into our reviews, let's talk a little bit about the, the reception of the game Mm. and why maybe I didn't end up buying it. Metacritic gave it a straight shot down the bow 75%, which is Ah. like completely average. And it's like, is it worth, it could still be good, Yeah, but without being able to rent it, I just don't know that I was willing to, to risk, my uh my, You're my a smart dollars. frugal child unfortunately it's followed me into my my adult life and i live just as boring a life as i did back <laughs> in the day so um uh andrew why don't we get into our experience sure. with the game do you want to talk a little bit you, you mentioned uh, that you played it a couple times yeah does this game stand out to you in any way when i when when we we decided to do it on the podcast were you excited were you indifferent well, we've had we've had this on a list for a while of a game we should do and i think it just works out really well that the remake is coming out so yeah. we decided we wanted to do it this game you know it's funny it's not a coincidence i brought up rampage earlier because sure. to be honest the games felt very similar to me they sure. are arcadey to a fault kind of games yep it's more about just racking up a high score, seeing how much, and, and you know, I understand there's diversity in the types of guns and the, you know, the outcomes might be more plentiful than they would be in a simple sure. arcade game. But I think this is one of those games that like, it's just like, go, 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 tap, 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 and then it finishes. Yep. And I don't think, as games were getting more complicated as we were kind of talking around this time, it, it is going to be, as I remember, pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. That it was like, there's only so much you can do, and while that's a lot of fun, it does scream rental. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like, oh, I need to own it so I can just master this I think game. that's exactly why I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, and I, I think you're right on this one. Yeah. I don't know. Now, for, for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know that for the most part, what we do is we take a look back at games that both of us had played mm-hmm. and had experience with. We rate the review as we remember it back when we played it. Then we actually take a little bit of a break, which you guys are privy to in the gameplay portion of this podcast, come back and review it as it stands in the modern day. This is another one of those tour guide episodes where Andrew has had the experience with the game. I myself have not. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We're going to play the game. And then when we come back, we'll review it uh, for me as I think I would have liked it in the modern day, which is going to tell me a lot about whether or not I was right in not spending <laughs> the money. This and whole podcast is a long is, con for just finding out if Mikey was right. It's been two years and baby, I cannot <laughs> wait to find out. Uh, and then Andrew will review it as he remembers it, uh, as he played it. And then we'll give it its modern day ranking. So uh, stick around after the break. It's available on PlayStation now, guys. So if you want to go take a break yourself now and play it and come back and join us for the reviews, Feel free to do so. Otherwise, we will see you on the other side. See you soon, babies. Bye. Okay. Let's go sliding. It's so good for you. Let's go sliding. Need the sky. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you breaking news from the observatory at Rockwell. There's a certain vast of night quality to this, eh? I love it. I, I Well, vast of night was so good at mimicking this era, right? Yeah. It's funny, it went from like that cutesy like 50s thing to like Dance Dance Revolution. Well, it, it's, it seems 
very aware of what it's trying to do, and it is kind of in between there. I also, like, we're used to playing these games in this, like, like high-definition era, yeah. and now we're playing 4 by 3 ratio, yeah. which is just terrible. Like, it's awful. Why did we think that was going to be work out? <laughs> Okay, new game or load game? We should try load game. Last time we loaded a game with, uh, didn't work out. ActRaiser did not work out. Yeah, it punished us. I always forget, PlayStation 2 had memory cards. Oh, yeah, I know. What a terrible <laughs> system that was. Marvelous beings might exist out there. Hands extended. What do you think about him? I don't trust him. Yeah, don't I like think it. he's an alien. Kind of got a weird, what's it called? Uh, Lindsay, the, the congressman? Oh, uh, Lindsay Graham. Lindsay Graham. It's kind of yeah. like a Lindsay Graham quality. Just kind of dead inside. Yeah, like yeah. chinless, but it has a nice haircut. <laughs> chinless is the uh, is that kid from Stranger Things, right? Yeah, chinless, of chinless. course. Yeah. Yeah. So we got hangar, options, Pox's lab, or archives. I guess hangar? Yeah, weird. Nothing was like start or mission yeah. or something yeah. like that. Turnip Seed Farm, Destination Earth. That's where we're heading. Huh. Okay. okay. Flying towards Earth. The graphics aren't bad in that. No, I mean, we have to keep in mind as well that this is probably some sort of a remaster for the PlayStation 4. We're playing on PlayStation now. But I, PlayStation 2 era wasn't terrible graphics. I was gonna right? say, this actually looks pretty good. Yeah. I think it's basically an HD upgrade on right, what it right. would be. That would make sense. So there's a, a flying saucer flying over a farm, in as they of, always do. In the middle of the day. I mean, that's the time you do it. Yeah. No one's looking for a flying saucer in the day. Not in the That's yeah, all you idiots. That's when they're gonna be looking for you. <laughs> so mean. It's got a mean growling face. Oh, Crypto here. How's the view? That's the Jack Nicholson. of the mothership. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's totally Jack Nicholson. To ensure this invasion runs smooth. So the alien wears a spacesuit. Yeah, that's odd. You never see an alien in like a NASA-style spacesuit. No, they're always like okay with space in all yes. its forms. Usually nude. I guess they've evolved to the point where like clothes don't really... Right. Yes, you gotta imagine they're traveling a lot. Yeah. They're covered in nipples. They're covered in nipples. Okay, first thing, as always. Damn it. No. Got to make my controls. Camera pitch inverted. Because I'm a goddamn Fuck. pilot. Jetpack XX. There you go. That was fun. Okay. How's it, how's it feel? Doesn't feel terrible, honestly. Like, it, this game gives you enough space to kind of just, like, move around. Yeah, I figured out. It, the jetpack doesn't let you go very high, though. Target a cow button, read the cow's mind by pressing the X button. Don't mind if I do. Moo, it says. It's thinking moo. Oh, this is why we said they're all full of nipples. Because oh. the cows. Yeah. Should I stand straight in front of them so they can't see me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you punch them right in the nose. <laughs> I think I'm going to be violently ill. Their English is very good. Yeah, right? This planet is now part of the Furon Empire. See, it's standing in front of him, so he can't see it. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is it? What? Who's talking? A cow's eyes are in the same place as a horse. How dare you? <laughs> Just showing that you're not knowledgeable about cow horses. Horse cows. Use psychokinesis to mutilate creatures. I don't like their choice of mutilate, as it were. I remember this in video games where mind control was like a very common thing at one point. Why do you think that is? Because it was just a cool, everyone loved to do it. It was just a cool feature and it was easy to progress probably. Can you rip it in part, like a, like a, like a telephone book or something like that? No, nope. mutilate to them is just pushing it really far. That felt very uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, Mods climatic. Holy mother of Martha! Give him the shotgun! Well, we were found. 
Press and hold the R1 button to fire the Zapomatic. Firing the Zapomatic drains the batteries. Wait for them to reach. I feel like if we made it all the way across the universe, we wouldn't have batteries anymore. Oh boy, I really hurt him. Yeah, he kind of just bent backwards in a crab style walk. Okay, so I've got to press L1 and the extract ability appears with the zero. So you're extracting his brain. You call this, you call it a zero? Yeah. A circle? I don't know. I don't oh, think so I'm you, wrong. Got, you just got his brain. I ten, got ten, ten DNA. DNA. <laughs> ten DNA. Oh, good. This game's not ten. I've got to get up to three hundred. <laughs> the shield is depleted. Crypto becomes vulnerable to death. You don't want to become vulnerable to death. No, that's the worst thing you could be. So you got to kill. I guess this is the farmer's brother, who looks exactly like the original farmer. They all do. And yeah, all the farmers look the same. Okay. All right. Enough of this. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot deal with pilot controls because he's never flown a plane before. Have you flown a plane? Uh, can you control these? Have you flown a plane? If you can't control these, you never be able to fly <laughs> oh, a plane. Okay. You never fly a plane. I did not say that. What was? And you'll the, never uh, get me to be able to say that. What was the manipulate button again? Uh, uh the same button you'd use to turn on an airplane. <laughs> oh fuck off. There you go. Got the brain out. Apparently the humans have green blood. That's got to have something to do with the ESRB. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Kind of like how Mortal Kombat did. Yes. So he touches his head like Charles Xavier when he's uh, doing mental stuff. Andrew, how else do you expect him to use psychic powers? Oh, there's another guy. There's a lot of farmers on this farm. This is not how my understanding Ooh, of farms works. Is... It's pretty rough. Oh. I wonder what my messy thinks about becoming beefsteaks in a supermarket someplace. <laughs> So you just read the farmer's mind and he was thinking about what his cow thinks about becoming beefsteaks in the supermarket. <laughs> He's super sensitive to the cow. Yeah. Look how casual she is. Yeah, she's okay. All she did was see a new alien who killed all of her husbands. <laughs> all three of them. That human law enforcement officer is attempting an unauthorized so wait, entry on Crypto's boss seems to know a lot about human life but did not inform them enough to that cows aren't their leaders. Yeah, that's a good point. Because they know what officers are yeah, they and said human officers. It's law enforcement. Vaporize the inquisitive authorities. Uh, first of all, I'm going to go back to my pilot controls. I am an alien who got here by a <laughs> spacecraft who used pilot Jesus controls. Jesus Christ. Beating the dead cow with this. <laughs> I'm not beating the dead horse because there's no two ways about it. Yeah, and you can't see both of them. <laughs> Enter the saucer. They call it a saucer as well. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, didn't we name it a saucer because it like looked like a dish? Yeah, it looks like a dish. A, a, a term no one uses anymore. Yeah. Now more synonymous with alien vessels than lightware. <laughs> oh. Okay, so now I'm in the saucer. Dude, I fucking can't stand games no. from this era where it's like an just let I'll figure the controls out, yeah. dude. Like just get let me start playing. Well, the game. also like I'm okay with making it part of the story. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like. To strafe left and right. Like, you've already sent me on this point, mission. Yes. You think you, I would fucking know how to do stuff. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it works. It destroys houses, that's for damn sure. I mean, this seems excessive. We're destroying this whole family's livelihood because a police tried to enter our flying saucer. I'm not sure that's... Not like, kind of like the animation of destroying these houses. It, it feels looks, It looks like the opposite of Age of Empires. Yes. Where the, where it builds and you see kind of like the interior build up. In this, it's like you see it boiled oh. down. Oh, military's moving pretty fast. Yeah, they got a military base real close to this small town in America. Well. Probably, yeah. They're not in big cities. Uh, classic tank like, maneuver. So this is, this is what I was worried about, where it looks cool. But it isn't fun? But it's not that fun, yeah. Yeah. Well, I killed the tank. You got it. Got him. It's like you have... 
10 seconds of gameplay and then a cutscene that you don't really need to see no. that much. At least the story's interesting. <laughs> Man in Black? Is it just introducing us to every type of character in this? Is in the same scene? You bet your sweet ass I did. <laughs> a little green man in a flying saucer wiping out the best infantry unit in the U.S. Army. That's the right. best one. <laughs> oh, these guys are great. They are the best part of the game. So hundred percent. These CIA agents who are kind of commenting on everything you're doing. Cattle mutilation pandemic. Farmer disappears from his cow abuse <laughs> allegations. <laughs> so that's how the U.S. government kind of hides yeah. it. You'll be notified when you have collected enough DNA to unlock the next mission. Yeah. Don't love that. It just seems like collect for the sake of collecting them. The, the anal, anal probe. probe. Press the R1 button to fire the anal probe, giving the target a mild probe. Mild. Then, I don't Define know. mild. It's once inserted. I don't know if there's mild. <laughs> this causes them to grab their buttocks and run for the hills. So I think like rather than expecting you to have fun with this, they were just kind of hoping you would laugh at the fact that it's an anal probe. And they hold their butts. And they hold their little butts and they run all the way to the hills. It does nothing except cut. Oh my god! <laughs> Just flattened me! <laughs> With the shotgun. Man, if I were this alien, I would take one of the shotguns. They seem way more effective. Yeah, they also don't need recharging. Yeah. Alien! Alien! <laughs> I mean, is it me or does the AI just make all the humans seem incredibly inconsequential? Yeah. Well, maybe that is intentional, like to, you know, make you not feel bad about killing so many Could people. Could be. I, Andrew, I would never feel bad about killing so many people. Oh boy. You know we're recording this, right? What? <laughs> I thought you said you want to hang out and play video games. Hey guys, gonna harvest your brains. Hope you don't mind. Andrew would be so bad at flying a plane. Hey, heads up guys, if Andrew ever offers to fly you a plane, don't let him do it because he can't control <laughs> pilot controls. It is oddly one of the weirder things you're proud about. I'm pretty proud of it. I like the idea that an alien takes over Earth and just spends most of his time looking up and down because he doesn't know how to properly look in, in a direction. Yeah! You gotta get his concentration back up. Let okay, him so charge. That means let him charge again. Just an arbitrary way to stop you from having fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna say, it's like, I gotta concentrate? Like, again, like, a shield gets to recharge. Yeah. Or a gun. Hang on, let me just get my mental acuity straight. <laughs> let me have a cup. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. <laughs> Start rural race. I wish to test your observational skills, Crypto. Why? Why are you... Why? <laughs> why make it part of the story? Just say, you're playing a video game. I'm going to rate because fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know who had that right? Tony Hawk. Where it's yeah, like... 100%. A homeless, homeless skate. A homeless guy's going to go, I bet you 10 bucks, you can't do an ollie. And you're like, love it. <laughs> Perfect. Wait a sec, I touched water and died, but the jetty is in the water. What the fuck? Oh wait. Fish, Fish boy. Fish boy pulled from the lake. That's actually pretty fun. Oh, so now I'm a new clone. Now I'm Cryptosportium 138. I actually like that. That's kind of cool. Rockwell. Is the it's like a suburban town. Yeah, it's supposed to be named Roswell. after no, yeah. but also named after Norman Rockwell. Oh yeah. I like that. I think. I don't know, it, it may be a desert, but I'm assuming it's gonna be a suburb of some sort. Yes. Uh, these are great. Earth women are delicious. Motto I've lived by for quite I'm not going to say I disagree. You're not wrong. So I have to lead a human back to my ship now. So you got to like pick one up, I guess? And yeah. Like, I mean, literally. I'm going to ask it if if I told it it had a nice body, would it hold it against me? <laughs> Very good. Take a hollow bomb, disguise target with human. Okay. I'm a human. <laughs> what do you mean? Look how human I am. Hi, I'm a cowboy. 
Hi, I'm a cowboy. Come back to my spaceship. I am a human cowboy. <laughs> what we need is the dumbest, malleable human we can find. Andrew's not in the game. Oh, how dare you. Miss Rockwell. She may be the dumbest Miss Rockwell ever. Okay, so obviously they make it a model. So this is... Oh, this there is we are. There it is again. That not so fresh feeling. That's that is gross. Off. Okay, so I'm going to hypnotize her. Happening. <laughs> this is not, this is so not good. Fuck it. I'm just gonna shoot them. Honestly, I'm just gonna shoot them. And I failed. <laughs> and welcome back to the retrograde. Hey guys, we just destroyed every single human. All humans. They're all dead. How are we even talking? Because we aren't even human anymore. Whoa. We're horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Horsecast. We got two horses, four different perspectives. <laughs> Welcome to Horsecast. A, a full nest of eggs. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yo, I, got, I got kicked in the eggs the other day. Yeah. Oh, did you? boy. Retro Horse, the podcast. Uh, uh, Secretariat, pretty good horse, right? <laughs> I got a question for all our uh, ponies out there. Yeah. Uh, getting kicked in the eggs, yay or nay? <laughs> oh, you know I'm getting nay <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Listen, you know you're my main man, right? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. And with me as always is my with with me as always my side saddle, Mike Garenworth. <laughs> oh, he's riding in. He's riding in. It's of course. <laughs> Horse cast. Yo, we got to end this because my voice is getting a little hoarse. <laughs> oh, my God. So we just want to destroy all humans. <laughs> and as you can tell, we really want to talk about the video game. Um, I, I feel like we've been avoiding talking about this video game for the whole episode. It's the last thing we wanted to do. No. We can't. We just keep looking. At, like, I just, I have my notes and I'm like, all right, like, I can talk more about how there's a place called Rockwell and how I think it's probably about a normal Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. And then you start talking about horse eggs. <laughs> I'm like, I guess that is more interesting. Yeah. And it turns out it probably is. I'm not going to lie. If a horse started laying eggs, that would be the most interesting thing that's happened in a long time. You'd be like, okay, just drop everything. We need to talk about this horse. Get him on Carson uh, tonight. Drop everything except the eggs. We need to study yeah. those. We need to see what the hell's going to come out of these things. Oh, man. Um, uh. I, I don't think I need to see uh, what's going to come out of playing more of that game, no. though, to be completely honest. We didn't play it a very long time. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, what's your favorite lucky charm? Horseshoe? <laughs> Sorry. I promise I'll stop. <laughs> oh, man. Um, honestly, you know what the weird thing about lucky charms is? Okay. Now that we're on the subject. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't like the charms. You don't like the mushroom? The mushrooms, Jesus Christ. The marshmallows? <laughs> I think you had a very stale box of Lucky Charms that there were mushrooms in it. This is my parents tricking me with vegetables. They're Lucky Charms. It's like, this is rice and mushrooms. This is like wild rice. <laughs> Yo, wild rice? They, I can't keep up with it anymore. I'm not going to lie, though. Fucked up. If you gave someone mushrooms, you could say they are magically delicious. Yay! You're welcome. There you go. Taste of mushrooms, yay or nay. <laughs> Uh, because that's a reoccurring bit, I'll allow it. But mushrooms might be my favorite vegetable. No, I'm talking about like magic mushrooms. Everyone oh, the always taste talks about of how magic the taste mushrooms. Is terrible. I do not mind them at all. I they're not as bad as I was told when I first started yes. taking them. People are like, oh, I put them on pizza because they're so disgusting. No. Which, by the way, 
That's terrible. You're just rooting pizza at that point. Just <laughs> yeah. like swallow the fucking mushrooms like an adult. And then you'll probably get the munchies and yeah. you'll love the pizza later. No, you I... and that pizza will have a conversation. About... <laughs> yeah, the, the cheese and the dough will separate and go, hello, Andrew. And I'm like, hello, I'm going to eat you now. And he's like, totally understand. I'm delicious. <laughs> I'd eat me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would fuck me. Buffalo Bill pizza. <laughs> it's a Buffalo pizza. hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Buffalo Wild Wing made pizza, that's what I would be eating. Yeah. And it starts dancing around to wild horses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wild horses. Oh my God. <laughs> What's your we favorite? Need a, we need a drop for like, <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Rolling Stones song? <laughs> wild horses. <laughs> What's your favorite LA based improv group? Oh, B- Band of horses. horses. Band of horses. Isn't it? I don't know. The Lauren Lapkus one. Yeah. Isn't that Band of horses? I have no idea. Oh. But yes, the horse one. <laughs> no, Band of Horse Sons. Mm, oh, that's our improv. my group. goodness. So we played Destroy All uh, all Humans. Um, Mikey, let's start talking about pros and cons here. Okay. Um, pros. Pros. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. The writing is 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 aged better than a lot of games from that period. Yeah, tonally, I think the game is actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, the problem is, it's basically what I said before we started playing the game. It's a game that just wants to be fun. Yeah. We are trying not to talk about horses right I now. I see you looking at me. Honest to God. <laughs> Honest to God. I'm trying to keep it all stable. Uh, but <laughs> all I'm doing is just thinking of horse things. I'm oh. like a seven-year-old girl right now. Listen, just enough horsing around. We got to talk mind. about the game. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, um, okay, so... <sighs> The, the I, I do believe the tone is great, but it is basically what I talked about before we started we started to play the game. I'm so sorry. I keep it together. I keep it together. Holy shit! Oh god. We should have taken a poll of whether people like this game. We should have done it on Gallup. <laughs> Is Gallup a polling app? Yeah, it's a very famous polling agency. Oh man. Oh, I think you know what? If we want, if we've got to see this review through to the end, we're gonna to have to give it a little bit more carrot than the <laughs> stick we've been giving it because it's just. Not... Oh, this game is not seasoned. It needs more salt. Like <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's start the episode again. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, we're we're off to a trot. That's for sure. Um, so. Uh, the problem is, like before before we started playing the game, yeah. I said I was worried that a game that's going to try. I can't even look at you right now. Mikey, we got to pause. We gotta no, we can't. No, we can't. no, 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 no. Please don't. This, this is good. This is unfair. This is good. This okay. is good. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, D-Pads. Uh, I, I say we keep it going. Okay. Um, the 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 gameplay itself isn't good because it's of the era where it was really hard to just have solid mechanics. Yeah. In a full 3D game. Like, we talk about early PlayStation 2 era and, like, late PlayStation 1 era as just being um, almost almost unplayable, right? Mm-hmm. The camera was terrible. The right thumbstick was was terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of the case in this. It, it was a game that just tried to be fun for the sake of being fun. <laughs> we can't look at each other. That's the issue. We're looking in two different directions like horses' eyes. <laughs> It's awful. I just want to talk about this stupid ass game. 
Oh, this is brutal. I think subconsciously, we just don't want to talk oh, about God. it. Oh, God. I am like the Jimmy Fallon. You're the Horatio Sands of <laughs> SNL right now. And we just can't fucking keep it together. We got like literally, this is the third last sketch of the night. And we're like, yeah. guys, yeah. can you not keep it together? I think the problem with the game is it it doesn't, you know, it's kind of funny. We talked about Last of, last of Us 2 a little bit about the same thing where it, 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 the actual gameplay is maybe not the highlight. And so they try and stick all these gimmicks into it. It is. What? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Hey, but you're not looking at me. That's <laughs> I'm, the thing. Yeah. I'm trying my best I know, I to know, talk about I this. Know, I know. The actual gameplay is not fun in this. No, game. not at all. And they try and mix it up as much as possible with many guns and jetpacks and look at all this stuff you can do. And it's not it's not putting enough sugar on this shit to make it go like oh this is delicious you know what i mean yeah it's it's it, like there's there's a game here i'm actually kind of interested to play the remake because yeah. i think with a good set of controls and a better pacing right. this could be good if the remake just has this very standard go to this pillar of light this yeah. is where there's an objective marker yeah. and it's a race or you have to kill four people or harvest like the, the Kentucky Derby. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think the the problem is, is like the story's not, str- like the story is good. Sure. The story is interesting. It's an interesting enough to do a game about. Right. But they shoehorn video games and story together mm-hmm. so that like the, you are supposedly their best soldier and yet you have to be explained the most rudimentary things. That's true. That drives me crazy. Well, it's that, and it's also like you talked about the mushrooms on pizza thing yeah. where like now you've just ruined pizza. Yeah. And it's like in, in trying to incorporate story with, with tutorial, you've now ruined both. Mm-hmm. Neither of those things were fun. Right. And the story wasn't great no. because it's just trying to, it's trying to trick you into thinking that you're not learning, but it's like it's like midnight like, rescue, <laughs> like midnight rescue. Yeah. But but it's this weird way of being like, now fly over to the farmhouse and use the left thumbstick to strafe. And it's like, just yeah. show like a little chevron or something, like a little cursor that's like, this is what this is the control. But let me play or a little the story. dialogue box. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, to like, it feels to, to like give it the to first hour or two of the game are a waste of time, right? Which it honestly felt like. Yeah. Um, oh no, it it did, and that first level is pretty brutal. And they give you all these little like side missions to go like, you know, do you want to race around there? And it's just a way of saying like, do you want to practice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing stuff and it, the environments. You know, I'm kind of like two minds of this. I'm kind of of two different eyes pointing two different directions. <laughs> this. Is that I? It's animated well. I will say well, but also very interesting. It has an interesting aesthetic to it. Yes, I agree with that. And I really kind of like that and want to spend more time in the world. And like, even while we were running around as the alien, um, it was kind of like, you had a huge amount of space to cover. Sure. If you really wanted to. Like, you you can get up the hills to the top. You can get around all, all the other side of the lake. Like, there was no limits in this sandbox. And that is... Impressive. Well, we didn't explore the limits because there was nothing at the limits worth exploring. But I'm sure if we just ran in one direction, it wouldn't really be like a a huge space. It Mm -hmm. seems, in fact, pretty small. Like when you think about in the first in the first scene on on uh, Turnip Seed Farm, there's the army comes in on one area, the farmhouse is on the other area, and for you to get from one side to the other is it's very quick. Like, yeah. it's a quick trip. Yeah. And I guarantee you can't go very much farther on either side of yeah. those things. Okay. There's the illusion, though, and that's good game design yeah. of making it seem like it's a bigger area, but that you just don't want to explore outside right. of that, which is fine. Right. And before I interrupted with more silly horse puns, <laughs> I, uh, 
Uh, you're right. The writing is good for this era. I think there's a lot of games that age so terribly because they just the the humor that they're trying to convey just gets super childish. Yeah, you know, we just giggled for 20 straight minutes about horses, <laughs> and then now I'm trying to turn around and like scold other people for going like, "How dare you?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, you know, this one was genuinely pretty funny between yeah. the two FBI agents, and I would want to see that more and expand a little bit. And I, and it, I'm sure it does because that yeah. seemed to be. That was the best portion of the intro, and it was kind of what came after you got rid of the general, like, foot soldiers, essentially, which is the humans with the shotguns, the step up, which is the army, and then the CIA came in, and they were like, now, this is kind of like the main enemy. Right. And from that point on, it seemed like that was going to be the people who you were actually facing off against, as opposed to just the people who get in your way, which are the regular human beings. So the the problem is, though, that with the controls that they gave us and, and the, the weapons, because we were introduced to all the mechanics, but it didn't seem like on any level, if those were all brought together, it would still be fun. It yeah. just seemed like there would be more options to move around in the sandbox but like the sandbox didn't offer you anything to do that would really pique your interest. Right. Which is why I'm kind of interested to go into the uh, the reviews moving forward. Yeah. Because what, I, what we can't forget is that at this era of video games, this was kind of common. Like it wasn't mm. expected that that you could do a lot of different things and all of those things were fun. Right. It was much more common that if you were to be able to do a bunch of different things in a video game in this in this time, 2005, that they probably weren't all specifically fun, but the excitement was that you could do so many different right, things. Right, 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 right. You had to take a choice. Right. Yeah. Like, people kind of forget that the idea in the original Grand Theft Auto of being able to walk and drive a car. Those mm. were two wildly different things. Right, right, right And in right. Tony Hawk, the first time you could walk and ride a skateboard, yeah. that was impressive. Now you can drive a flying saucer and walk on the ground. Yeah, you have options. Yeah, there are options, and that was part of the appeal of a game like this. So uh, you have to take that into account when you're doing the reviews. And I think maybe it's time for us to give our reviews as we, for me, because I hadn't played the game when it came out, I'm going to be reviewing it as I think I would have given it back if I played it in 2005. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be uh, reviewing it as you remember it because you did have some experience with it. Yep. Um, and Andrew, the listener, they're chomping at the bit to hear what we have to say about this <laughs> oh game. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. We're around the final stretch here. We so, are. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I, okay. So Destroy All Humans, uh, while I did play, did play several times and, you know, if, say I, I feel pretty familiar with it. I, it didn't leave a huge mark on me. And right. I, I, and I, I see the limitations now that we've played it, but you know, I'm going to judge it based on as a kid, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Okay. In the way that it was not a low score. Cause I didn't hate it, Sure, but it wasn't a high score in the way that I could see its limitations, um, around, around the gameplay styles and stuff. I, I think in 2005, I was old enough to, to have played enough games that I realized yes. where I was at. Like I think whatever, 21 or something like that yep. at that point. So I, um, 19, whatever, doesn't matter. And, and I, I could see that it was not the most in-depth in game, but it had its charms. And, and I think that's kind of really interesting about it. It does have an aesthetic that you're like, well, I'll definitely remember that we played this game. Sure. You know, and so I'm going to give it 2.5 out of 4. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And I, I agree with you 100%. At this point in time, we had played other games that offered the experience of, you know, uh, 
asymmetric gameplay, essentially, right. like walking and driving or, or doing a bunch like of Like ActRaiser. Like ActRaiser, sure. <laughs> World um, building and or, statute destroying. <laughs> Much like, do you think a lot of people these days are playing ActRaiser because they're like loving destroying statues? Oh, that well, no, but you are the statue in Act Racer. Oh no, it's statue coming out of a lake. I think a lot of people. Off. I think a lot of people are you know, like Jason <laughs> coming out of the lake. Yeah, just George to raise Washington's hell. like, oh, I'll show you, and you're like, no, oh crap. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that we had the experience of playing games that were open world and offered asynchronous or uh, asymmetric gameplay yeah. that were more fun. Um, the, the, the appealing element of this game was the imagination and the B movie aesthetic and the gameplay and the comedy. And if those didn't land for you, then why weren't you just playing Grand Theft Auto three? Yeah. Cause that came out in 2002, I think. Right. Which, yeah. An incredibly so, way, important game. way more important and popular yeah. and probably more to do and probably more mechanically fun. Oh, I, yeah, I agree across the board. So, so this game was interesting to kind of take that feeling of Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. take the morality out of it a little bit more because sure. it's so cheesy, uh, and just sort of have fun in that playground with more destructi- destructible environments on a larger scale. Uh, that said, it wasn't that great, uh, and, and and I think I would have recognized that because the minute-to-minute gameplay wasn't that fun. Mm. I would also give this one a two and a half. Out oh, of two four. and a half. Yeah. As, okay. So, so to clarify, that's what Andrew and I uh, rated it as we would have remembered it or in our retro score. In a retro score. Now it's time to give it a rating based on how this game stands up right. in the modern day based on our, our gameplay uh, that we just experienced. Absolutely. So, um, so two, two, two 2.5s, uh, that's a five out of eight. It is. So, okay, good. Yeah, good start here. We'll see. Decent. I mean, that seems to be very much in line with what the game actually yeah. was rated. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Okay. So, um, Let's. I'll start with the cons. It, 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 the gameplay is not great. The controls are all over the place. Um, super repetitive, like environment in which people get populated all the time, and that way kind of takes out all this like populated in the same place, too. same same yeah. people, same yeah. place. Like it's like you turned around, like like the aliens, the crazy person, where the world <laughs> yeah, is like yeah, 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 changing yeah, yeah. around. I'm like, wait, didn't I just kill those people? <laughs> um, you know, and it it. It does such an effort to create this world that's pretty unique to this to this video game, and then it that kind of video game shit just takes you right out of it yeah. again. And so it's really hard to go like, oh, I'm super invested in this when it's just constantly trying to drag you out of it. So I think that's a con. I think the I think the guns are childish and not super effective. Yeah, and and so it's kind of hard to say that like, oh, that was really cool, like killing all those people. I do think it expands as the game goes on and it does get a little bit better, but I really do want to say that I think one of the biggest pros are the aesthetic it creates, the animation style, the the interstitials with the radio and the postcards, the world with the fair and like this very uh, idyllic 1950s world, I think is really charming. Yeah. And I actually really want to spend more time in that world. Like, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, no reason why, like, Vast Night that we said, yeah. and a couple of the places, yeah. everyone keeps going back to that time, Indiana Jones, like all that, it keeps going back to that time, because it's a very interesting time before, uh, for corruption, because you go, oh, the world would have been so, like, innocent to thinking that aliens are going to land, oh my god. Exactly. Whereas, like, tomorrow, aliens land, and we're like, oh, another thing, okay, great. <laughs> oh, 20, hashtag 2020, oh, aliens god. are alive. Man, those Mayans were way off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually am going to give this a higher score than I had originally thought because I don't, and a higher score than I think you're going to give, but I'm going to give this a two out of four. Okay. Because I think 
it is unique enough for a swing and trying stuff. Now, while not fully landing, you know, nailing the landing like two out of four would give it. I, I think it's, there are redeeming value to this game. So yeah. I'm going to give yeah. it two out of four. I, I like that you, you, you definitely did give it a higher score than, than I want to give mm-hmm. it. Um, but I, I, I have a healthy amount of respect for the game and what it tried to do right. for 2005. Um, I think that it, was ahead of its time in terms of trying to be uh, comedic and and trying to focus more on the the emotion and feel of the game as opposed to just the gameplay, which is contrary to what I anticipated, which is that the game doesn't care about the story and it's all just about the mayhem of playing the game. Turns out they actually put a decent amount of effort into, like you said, the aesthetic of the game. And I can see how potentially in uh, subsequent versions of this game, in the sequel... And I know they had they had at one point announced that they were working on a, a TV show as well. Oh, this, really? Which makes sense to me totally. because they they have totally. it's very clear to me that they have an understanding of what they're aiming for in the feel and the tone of this game. Right. Um. But it just wasn't enough to carry my enjoyment of the game. I think one thing that we're learning in this podcast is that you are much more willing to let story influence a higher score. Yeah. At yeah. the expense of gameplay than than I am. Yeah, where I think gameplay is still paramount to you. It's very paramount yeah. to me because yep. I've I've had experiences where the two work simultaneously, mm-hmm. and I'm now unwilling to accept anything less. Uh, um, obviously, there are some exceptions like The Last of Us Two, where the gameplay or the story the, the story is so good that yeah. I'm willing to almost like look away for for some of the gameplay that yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of. I think I think Bioshock's like that too, though. Bioshock, I, yes. You know, I don't yeah. think I don't think the gameplay is so. Great. But when I played it the first time, Bioshock, I fucking loved the gameplay. Okay, and, right. and I understood its limitations, but it, it still meshed for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in this one, I I got zero out of playing mm. the game. I didn't okay. enjoy it at all. Um, I understood what it was going for in terms of the the grand scale of destroying a building and all that, but the act of destroying the building, it felt almost like a quick time event uh, where the action required yeah. to do it was just inconsequential. It was cool to see it happen, but it wasn't fun to make it happen. And because of that, I'm giving this one a 1.5 out of 1. 4. 1.5? I actually thought you were going to go lower than that. No, I, because I do still, I like what it was trying to do. Yeah. Um, I, I got a couple chuckles out of it mm-hmm. and... You know, a B-movie isn't supposed to be great for the sake of being great. Sometimes you enjoy it for its shittiness. And, you know, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but because they have that aesthetic, I'm almost more willing to forgive some of the worst moments about it because I'm just sort of used to accepting um, less in order to enjoy the feeling of a B-movie. Uh, and that's kind of what they were presenting to me anyway. So yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's I, I, that's kind of a fair argument. So with two two point fives, that's a five out of eight. In our retro score, a two and a one point five for a three and a half out of eight. In our current score, and that gets us to an eight and a half out of sixteen. Mm. So just over fifty percent, but not a great score. I think that's fine because it's seventy five percent or so uh, is what it got in the Metacritic score when mm-hmm. it first came out, but then weighted against what it plays like now. Yeah. That's probably acceptable you know but since we're on the day that that the new uh edition is coming out oh i'm honestly kind of excited to try no me too because if you fix the mechanics of this make it a bit more fast paced make it a bit more like ratchet and clanky yes in terms of the actual like 
second to second mechanics, I'm in. Like I'm I'm 100 percent in. That on makes that. total sense. To yeah, me. and I and I actually am like co-sign on that idea. I, yeah. I really actually would like to play this game because it feels like the um, issues are obvious. And you, if you had to redo it, you'd be like, oh, we could snap back this a couple of things yes. and then you'd be okay. hundred percent. And so, and cause, cause don't change the story. Don't change the aesthetic. That looks great. Yeah. Just, you know, update the engine. And I bet you, uh, you will know within the first five minutes, yeah. if they update the tutorial to be a little bit more palatable, I think the rest of the game, they will have done yeah. a good job. If, with. O- if only there were demos still. If only there were demos. <laughs> I know. That's exactly that right. Back. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for listening to D-Pads. We love every single one. Before we go, before we go, What's I that? just want to bring this up because it's it's uh, it's it's on tone with what we were just talking oh, okay. about. Uh, you brought up the Vast of Night yeah. last week and uh, we have a, a, a loyal listener, Terrible Tom at SlyGuy593 on Twitter who expressed the same sort of love for that movie. Oh, great. And he actually had watched last week or the week prior to watching The Vast of Night um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. And he was so much a fan of The Vast of Night that he proposed, what do you like better, The Vast of Night or Close Encounters? And I I have to choose Close Encounters just because of the history of it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And The Vast of Night was good enough that it gave me pause to consider, is it worth considering in that realm, again, in the modern day? Have you, you've seen, uh, uh, I actually saw it recently. recently. Uh, I saw Close Encounters recently. It's still really great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would have to choose Close Encounters just based on its history and its impact into movies. Sure. Uh, whereas Vast and I, you know, who knows, in a couple of years maybe, but as a one-to-one comparison, yeah. I think you still got to go with Close Encounters. But that's a really interesting comparison. That's fair. Uh, about alien invasion. Yeah. Wow. Which is very on apropos of this, uh, exactly. of this episode. Exactly. That's why I had to bring it up. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad we got that reply, and thank you very much for writing to us. And we hope all of you can write to us. Uh, please get at us uh, at Retrograde Pod, at Retrograde Andy, and our many different platforms that we are on currently. So thank you so much, D-Pads. We love every single one of you. We can't wait to stay, uh, talk to you soon. Stay safe, stay sane, listen to experts, wear a mask. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Feel free to review the podcast. <clears throat> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at the retrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Welcome There's- to Horsecast.